1: What's your risk number? Find your True North. On the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, you'll find financial tips, insights, and information to help you plan for your future. True North Wealth Partners has locations in Dublin and Wooster, Ohio, while serving clients nationwide. Dedicated to God, country, clients, and family. To learn more about the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, visit MyTrueNorthWP.com. That's MyTrueNorthWP.com. True North Wealth Partners. Welcome home. Hi, everybody. This is Victor Rojas, president of the Frisco Rough Riders. You're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. This is the Ranger Report Podcast.
0: News, insights, predictions, interviews, and
2: information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now,
1: here are your hosts... Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages, or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks, or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at vgis to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.
2: Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at BDieter75. I am CJ Berryman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR. And we have, uh, we've had some big guests on this show, CJ, over the over the last year or so, but I don't think one quite as big as the one we have joining us Not tonight. I mean, seriously, uh, one of the most world-famous podcasters from 2008 to 2015. He had a co-host, who, by the way, who was amazing. It's Nathan Haig from the Haig Sports Podcast. Nathan, how's it going?
0: Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> um, I, I was only big, like... <laughs> Scottie Pippen is only so big without Michael Jordan. And, you know, so I was I was uh, I was your Scotty Pippen.
2: <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. I thought you were Michael Jordan and I was Scotty. But anyway, I don't know.
1: I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous being on this podcast.
2: <laughs> well, you know, Nathan and I have this running gag whenever we go somewhere that we can't go together because people will recognize us and ask us for autographs.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. I would.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's it happens all the time. So, no, but uh, Nathan and I did a podcast together forever. Uh, if you're new to listening, you probably don't know about that. But, yes, the Hague Sports, we did it for a long time. It was a ton of fun. Nathan is a professional sports writer and uh, got the bug to be on a podcast again. So, we had him on here with us tonight. So, Nathan, I hope you enjoy this. Oh, man, I missed it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. and thanks for having me back on. It's, yeah, like I said, I mean, I've, I've definitely missed it. It's uh, it, it's an interesting feel I mean, because it's it's <laughs> got you know, I, I tell people it's, it's the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows, and um, one of those lows comes is just time, the hours. Yeah, and so it's just been so hard to um to do on a regular basis, but no, it's great to be back on.
1: Yeah, and you know, thing you I do not miss about being a professional sports writer is the lack of time.
2: Yeah. That's right. what I was about Man. to say. Yeah. CJ knows all about that because he was a professional sports writer too. And it's just like, and then when you do that for a living, do you really want to go home and write about it and do a podcast about it?
0: That's you know. been another thing. That's what, that, 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 was why I did my, didn't keep up, keep my website going on. Yeah. Like I did take sports.com. Like it's, it's a thing of the past now because it was just, yeah, you, like you just said, I mean, like you, I'm doing this all day, and I, the last thing I want to come home is write, sit, Come home to sit in front of my laptop and write some more. Uh, my, yeah, that's
1: <laughs> absolutely true.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, all that's right.
1: why I had to step away from from doing this in 2015 because I couldn't I couldn't keep contributing, writing, and, and podcasting while right. doing it professionally. There was just it just I was getting burnt out, and I didn't want you to get, get burnt out. out so yeah, love, it's right? very easy to get. Yeah, it's very yeah, easy absolutely. to get burnt out.
2: And that's why I'm so good at this is because no one has ever paid me to do it. That's that's the secret. (laughs) The secret is do it for fun. Don't do it for money. And you'll really enjoy it. Speaking of money, thank you to Walton's for sponsoring us nice yeah so you like the way i threw that in there that'll be good make they sure make sure that. make sure austin listens to this part right here so here's what we mentioned you got it and then i worked it in really smoothly so anyway all right mm-hmm. but tonight we've got a lot to talk about uh it is the off season but the rangers have a ton of stuff going on and i think that uh someone might have written an article on the ranger today projecting the 2022 roster as is and that would be mr cj barryman go ahead cj
1: yeah took a while uh,
2: <laughs> it's I a long article it.
1: I didn't think it would take that long, but once I, I don't know, when I get to writing, especially when it's an opinion piece, I uh, i can get wordy because I get into it. But yeah, I went position by position, uh, just the position players. This time I'll do part two, which would just be the pitchers uh, sometime this week and, and, and kind of cap that off. And it was just essentially, and I, and I wrote this in there at the beginning. Uh, it, it was just hoping to give the readers and listeners an opportunity to see what they should expect, at least in terms of, who's going to be battling for roster spots, roster spots come spring training after the offseason dust settles. So um, do you want to go into, you want to go into that position? Yeah. Here? So
2: after, I mean, and I wrote my projecting the starting roster for 2022 and now you've written this one and there are a few differences, but like you and I have both said the same thing. We'll start at catcher. You have Jose Trevino. I had Jonah Heim, but both of us said the same thing. They're going to split whichever one is hotter is going to play more time. So I think I'm not going to, say you're going to be right or I'm going to be right. I think we're both going to be right. It just depends on who gets that opening day start.
1: Yeah, that's just essentially who we're discussing. And pretty much it's just you can go either or. They're both going to play the same amount. And, again, that's barring any offseason. Um, there's a – I guess there's a chance the Rangers could make a, a deal or something for a, a, a primetime catcher, and that yep. would mean one of these guys would – end up, uh, I guess they could go down to AAA, but you would like to try to try to move them and and try to get some assets there. But right now, I just don't see that happening.
2: No, so, I don't either. Yeah. And I Jose, think, you know, they each have their strengths, like, like you wrote about, Jose, you know, great behind the plate. They both frame pitches really well. Uh, Jose, though, just five home runs. I think the Rangers probably expected a little more than that out of him on the home run front.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, and after the start that he had, uh, it looked like he was going to have a great year, but he cooled off and he was consistently um, about two forty the rest of the year. So yep, um, yeah. And Heim Heim just has a higher ceiling.
2: Yeah, and Heim was really the key piece in that in the Elvis Andrews trade. And I think you know, again, I mean, love Elvis, but his season ended with an injury, and it did not go well for him this year. So we won that trade, even though Chris Davis wound up going back to the A's.
1: Yeah, because you also upgraded at shortstop. Again, we hate saying that. Yeah, You upgraded at shortstop by just uh, promoting internally. So it was a win-win for the Rangers. And now the A's, uh, they ate all that money. And now they, both those players are off their books. And, and Elvis is off the Rangers books. So the A's yep. don't have anything to show for that trade. And the Rangers do.
2: Yeah, and the A's did not even make the playoffs, which they got close. But... They didn't make. Oh, speaking of that, I just got to mention that Seattle, who I picked remember to be really good, almost made the playoffs. So, you know, so
1: did the A's. I picked them. <laughs>
2: now, sh- be quiet. I'm just talking about Seattle now. OK, not the A's. We don't want to talk about the A's. We just want to talk about Seattle because I got close. Um, And don't ever bring up again that I said Mike Fulton, would have a breakout season. But anyway, let's go to uh, see. I'm not going to let you talk on that at all. I'm going to move <laughs> right on really good. quick yeah. to yeah. first base. Um, I think both of us have low starting at first base to start the season. Um. He had a really, really up and down season. But when he was up, man, he was pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not concerned at all about his hitting. I, I really am not. And they want him to hit the ball more in the air. And he likely will. I think it's great that he started hitting the ball on the ground so much because it's, it's harder to get a guy to start hitting the ball on the ground more than in the air than vice versa. So I think his bat's going to be just fine. It might not be what we hope, you know, 25, 30 home runs annually, but that's what I think he could be if he gets that season average up, which if, he, if he's hitting the ball in the air, he can do. My big deal is, is his defense, and he there were some times during the season where he was really bad. Yeah. And that's something he's going to have to improve on. But, yeah, I have him at first base because the Rangers have already invested too much in him, just in, in acquiring him to not give him the chance next year to solidify that spot
2: yeah while you're building a team the way they are you know it doesn't hurt to have a guy who's got all that potential and give him every day starting and if it doesn't work out halfway through the season you've got ronald Guzman and you've got some other people that can play first base so i think i think he gets the shot for sure i agree with you
1: yeah and that's that's if ronald Guzman is on the roster yeah that, that's going to be a big question mark for him going into next season but we'll get into that in a little bit
2: yeah, it really is. All right, second base, you have a a big a big one here, Andy Ibanez, who definitely wowed people at the end of last season. Um, I mean, he finished on a what was it? Do you remember how many an eight game hitting streak or a nine game hitting streak? No, like he that. went into double
1: digits. Did and he? Okay, hurt. yeah, yeah. And he got hurt. Yeah, and and was out for a while and came back and then just picked up right where he left off. He ended up hitting three ten in August and three fifty seven in September. That's a pretty darn good finish.
2: And and an eight, a nine forty eight OPS. That's that's crazy. Yeah, and,
1: and he's he's not a guy that you would look at and expect him to be a a slugger of any of any kind. You'd expect him to be somewhere near like Yanni Hernandez, but that's not the case with that guy. No. And he hits he hits both from both sides of the plate and flashed some good leather last year. And as Jeff Wilson mentioned on our last podcast, he was pretty, pretty awful uh yeah spring until, training yeah yeah up until the season started and something changed and he he flashed the leather pretty well so yeah and I, I just feel he was their all-around best hitter he was their biggest surprise player as far as the big league roster goes and i yeah. think he earned a, he's earned a, at least the right to play a whole lot next year and i have him as a starting second baseman as long as other you know, acquisitions are made
2: yeah and that's where we start uh the uh, shortstop, you have Isaiah Conerforleffa, which no one seems to think he'll actually be there. But like you said, I mean, there's a chance he could be there. He didn't play awful, but he's not going to win the Gold Glove for sure.
1: No, no, not this year. Uh, there was a there was a time shoot right up until about the middle of the season where he he was he yeah. was leading in in all of the defensive metrics at shortstop, and then just kind of kind of nose there for a while, but. That's that's him. I mean, he's he's very good in the field. You know that. Yep. You know that he's going to get get on base with you know singles. He's not going to be slugged very much. Uh, he I would like to see him walk more, especially if he's hitting up at the at the top of the lineup. But he's a guy that you can. I mean, he's he would be a super utility guy, um, kind of the Michael Youngish type player without the power towards the end of his career, but. Uh, yeah, you pencil him in at short. And if you get a shortstop, like we've been talking about with Carlos Correa or possibly Trevor story or somebody like that, and you got to move him, then he would slide right into second base. Just fine.
2: Yep. All right, let's move on to the outfield. Now you have in left field, you have Willie Calhoun, which I think I also had in my article, by the way, you can read both these articles at the Um, Willie, like you mentioned in your, in your piece has, had some really bad luck over the last few seasons, just can't stay healthy and not stuff that he hasn't taken care of taken care of himself for. If you remember before 2020, how much weight he lost and how much work mm-hmm. he did going into that season, only to be hit in the face by a baseball and have to miss, you know, a good chunk of that 2020 season. And then this year, another freak accident. So, I mean, he deserves a shot, I think, but I think he's getting close to his last shot. Yeah.
1: I think this is the last season that they're, I mean, he's just kind of run out of time. And yeah. again, like you said, it for two years it hasn't necessarily been his fault, but he also hasn't he also hasn't wowed as we've been waiting for him to do, even when he's been healthy. Now that you could say, well, he hasn't been able to get consistent at bats without such long interruptions, and and I can totally agree with that. But uh, I'm just waiting to see. He just he's a very very pure hitter. Yeah. And he can, he can hit lefties, even though he hits left-handed, he hits lefties just as good as he hits righties. So he has the potential there. He just hasn't gotten the opportunity and it's not because he hasn't been playing. He hasn't gotten the opportunity from the club because they've been trying to get him in and getting consistent at bats and consistent playing time. somewhere, trying to find him a spot in the outfield so that he's not just stuck at DH, but it just, he's just been knocked off knocked off the diamond the past two years and Hopefully, this is the year we get to find out if he is or not.
2: Yeah, I agree. All right, center field, we both had Leody Tavares. I had him uh, starting the season, and you had him in your projections of right now, and I think it's a good call. He started terrible and had to get sent down. Uh, He got something right down in the minors, even though he started at AAA terrible as well. Once he got it together, he started hitting really well, and he's such a threat on the base pass, and he's so quick and such a plus defender in the outfield as a center fielder. I think he's a good choice unless... He goes through another long extended slump where he strikes out 90% of the time.
1: Yeah, that was awful. And I that just and I've said it many times on this podcast and talking about him. I am super high on him still. Yeah. Just because of his natural ability, he can be that five tool guy. He has surprising power. He's not gonna hit 30, 40 home runs, but he could hit, hit he could end up hitting the twenty home 20 home run range. And he has not been caught stealing in his big league career yeah. as far. And he's aggressive on the bases. He takes third base on, you know, singles or, uh, excuse me, on doubles. Uh, that should just be stand-up doubles. He'll he'll take third, and he'll also turn go to first to third uh, on a single that most guys that wouldn't be able to get there. So in, in his defense, you just expect him to be awesome defensively. We've heard enough about that. And then, as I've, as I've mentioned before, covering the uh, Amarillo Sod Poodles up here in Amarillo, and getting to see him when he was with Frisco, uh, there was just an air about him that only resembled another person that I saw play in that ballpark all year long. And that was a guy that plays for the San Diego Padres right now. You might know his name. He was down in Amarillo on a rehab assignment, and that was Fernando Tatis Jr. Got to cover him and and see what they brought to the stadium, just a feel to it. And Laoti brings that feel, and I'm not saying he's Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, I, will, no. uh, I will go ahead and disclaim that but <laughs> Leodi just has that air about him where he know he, everybody knows and he knows he walks out there and he's the best player on the field and I I am I'm still high on Leodi and I think after his his in garnering that experience at the big league level and going through those failures early I think he he's better built mentally to handle it in 2022
2: I agree. And in right field, no surprise, Adolis Garcia. And just before we move on, you know, I'm going to bring Nathan in here too. Um, there, I mean, is there any way that he doesn't win rookie of the year?
0: I don't know who else he could even, who would even come in close second.
2: Yeah. And I know we're looking through Ranger colored glasses, but still, I mean, he had more outfield assists than like nine other teams.
0: And his story's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that's the kind of thing like, you know, being a sports writer, like those are the type of things that's like every now and then you get that story where you feel like you just strike gold and like you cannot wait to get it out. And yeah. Let you know, let people hear the story. And his story is, is exactly one of
2: those. Yeah, I agree. CJ, what do you think? You think he's going to win it?
1: Yeah, the only thing that worries me is, I guess you could say. Some of the late bloomers, maybe Randy or Rosarena. Yeah. The Rays. Uh, Wander Franco. I mean, those two guys, uh, and they—they they were playing in high-profile positions because they—they were, they were really good and made the playoffs. And those two guys got the shine on the national stage. So that's what I can, what I'm concerned about. Yeah. But if you look at the overall I, scope of the season, and and if you just—and a lot of people don't get to, don't get to see the Rangers because they were so bad. But if you look at it, and uh, yeah, I—I I don't see there's a really close second, and it would be those two that I would imagine that others would consider. Well,
0: and, and oftentimes, should he and Will here are two di- incredibly yeah. different questions. And, you know, because like you have these, like, uh, obviously you got Tampa, you know, well, not anymore in the playoffs, but nope. I mean, when it went in with the number one seed. I mean, so like, yeah, those guys, and of course there's, you know, there's the East Coast bias too um, by the mainstream media. But like, yeah, so a lot, you know, like the Rangers often get overshadowed because of, you know, the your Red Sox, Yankees and Rays and teams like that.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. But, you know, when you have more outfield assists, and I'm trying to find the tweet, but he had more outfield assists than like eight other teams, like the whole team, you know, <laughs> defense yeah. matters as well. And, you know, you got to take it. Right. Defenses. Yeah. I mean, he struggled sure. a little at the plate from time to time, but he's still, I mean, he all-time home run leader, all-time RBI leader for Ranger rookies. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Everything he accomplished this year. All-star. Yeah. And he was an all-star as a rookie. So I just hope he
1: doesn't into, get traded next year. Yeah, me uh, too. I, I don't think so. I think, <laughs> no. I think a lot of things will happen, but I don't think him getting traded will be one of them just because they, <laughs> what did they, what if, what if all their off season signings and all that stuff kind of falls through? What do you have? <laughs> you trade I, away I, I, I'm not, season? I'm not bitter or anything by the, the moves that have been made.
0: Okay. So uh, Ben, Ben, you know um, that as of uh, July, I had a, You know, had a baby girl born. Yep. I sing her. I say. I sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Do her, but after the Joey Gallo trade, I removed the words "if they don't win, it's a shame" and replaced it with "even though John Daniel sucks."
1: (laughs) 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 That is perfect. And I got into it. I got into a good back and forth with Chris Halleck about John Daniels too. So that was a fun episode. Yeah, that was that was
2: fun. (laughs) You guys were way too civil. I expected a real fight and you guys were so nice to each other.
1: It's it's because we we agreed to disagree and stated our points. And I mean, come on, don't you pay attention to the don't
2: you pay attention to the news at all? You can't agree to disagree. You have to start insulting each other. (laughs) Oh,
1: you you wanted us to go all skip and shannon.
2: Yeah, I wanted you to like just make it look bad, even if it isn't. I mean, that's how the world works. That's how you get numbers, man. Wow! Uh, see,
1: we're true journalists. We don't. Uh, and actually, that
2: that episode things. got a ton of listens. So I guess it actually worked.
1: Yeah. No, we don't. We don't have to fake our way to get into, <laughs> to get the clicks. I mean, no, we were just. Oh my right. that, oh, gosh! How, that's how. Yeah, that's how you have a a baseball disagreement. uh, cordially.
2: Yeah, it was good. It was really good. If you people haven't listened to that, you can go back and find it on our uh, on Apple podcast or Spotify or anywhere else. You listen to podcasts, go back and look for Chris and CJ debate. John Daniels. It was a good episode. All right. We were on Adolis Garcia, so he's going to be the right fielder. Um, very Nelson Cruz esque and even plays the same position on how he's kind of a late bloomer in life.
1: Yeah. Late, late, bro- late bloomer, 28 year old rookie. And I did I did put this caveat in there if you want to call it that, he still has to earn his spot. Oh, yeah. After next year, he has to use next year to earn the spot moving forward because if you look outside of that AL Rookie of the Month in May, he hit two twenty one. Yeah. And that's a concern. However, he did, the home runs and RBIs were still there. I mean, he hit in May 11 home runs and 27 RBIs. And he ended up with 31 home runs and 90 RBI. So he was still consistent with driving in runs when they were in position, obviously, and with the long ball and hitting a lot of opposite field home runs. I love to see that. But um, yeah, he's he's still got to stop chasing that high fastball. And that's, I know it's easy to say, yeah, but that's what guys are doing now, and that's where pitchers are throwing it: high velocity, high spin, get it up. And if he can, if he can just, if he can just be a little bit more patient and a little bit more, have a little bit more plate discipline up there. I think, yeah, he can, he can raise that average and then everything else will go up too. So, and this defense is just insane. Well, I thought we'd miss Joey Gallo tremendously and we do. However, Adolis is extremely, extremely outstanding out there. And as, as, as we've talked about all season, the Rangers may have had the best defensive outfield in all of baseball throughout the season. I mean, they were, they were outstanding and he was a huge, huge part of that.
2: I agree. All right, a designated hitter. You have Ronald Guzman, which kind of surprised me when I read that earlier today. But uh, I mean, what you do mention, he had such a good spring training, and then he was doing so well on the season, and they put him in the outfield, and he of course messed his knee up. Um, I can see it, but go ahead and give us your reason why you think it's going to be Ronald Guzman. Uh, this is
1: <laughs> this is this is one of this is my I don't I put it on there is it, as if the team was intact the way it is.
2: Well, yeah, and on Facebook you got some nice spirited debate with with a couple people on there about it.
1: Yeah, and 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 in the long run I don't think he's going to be on the roster next year after yeah. acquisitions. I don't. Uh his what he brings to the field, he is a far superior defensive first baseman than most first basemen, if not all first basemen in all of baseball. He is outstanding. Uh, the hitting has never come around, although he did adjust his swing. He got a shorter swing and was still hitting with pop, and it showed in the Dominican Winter League when he won the MVP. Yes, it's the Dominican Winter League. However, the, he, he was able to show that he made the adjustments that he thought that he needed to. But I think the wells are running a little bit dry on that because he already got Nate Lowe over there, and they've already made that investment by giving up prospects to get him and they're going to give him every opportunity. Uh, the reason I have Guzman at DH is because you need, against right-handers, you're going to need a left-handed bat yep. in DH, and then against righties, you could take him out and put a Yoel Pozo in. Pozo could also end up being your designated hitter full-time next year. That's that's where I'm leaning. Yep. I know A lot of people are hoping that you go and get a, a big name to, to play DH, but as I see it right now, I, I see the Rangers spending big money but I just don't see them being able to get as many big names as they want and what we want. So I think at DH, you settle for Yoel Pozo, and I say settle. He hit very well in AAA last year, and I mean very, very well. He was killing it. Yeah. And he hit he hit pretty darn good whenever he was up in the majors, hit a home run and a single in his first, his first game and swung it every pitch that was thrown to him. I think he saw seven or eight pitches that game. He's not afraid of the big league level, and he showed. So I could totally see him uh, as the full-time DH, but as it stood right now, just against righties on a consistent basis, Ronald Guzman would be your DH, I think, if you didn't flip him with Nate Lowe at first.
2: Yeah, and then, of course, I got no arguments with your bench players, Jonah Heim, DJ Peters, Nick Solak, and Yoel Pozo. I think all four of those, most likely, like you said, unless they go get a big acquisition and some of those guys get dealt, I think those guys will start in the bigs.
0: Yeah, yeah. No. Can I jump in real quick? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I want to point out the fact that uh, how you mentioned, you, Rangers fans want the big name. Mm-hmm. Why can we not bring? And that's just the market in general. Like the Mavericks deal with this, the Cowboys do the next. Why can we not bring in those big name guys?
1: That's a good question because if you looked at it before, the argument was always that the it was the stadium, it was too yeah. hot, and that if you and if you look back at those those marvelous years that the rangers had they were having to acquire their big names through trades and they never were able to re-sign them and keep them and right the only one that actually came over in free agency was adrian Beltre. that's the only one and that worked out pretty that. good yeah yeah it worked out great but, but that's one i mean yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah one and and that's that was the reasoning before and right now you can argue, and this is my argument, is that it's going to be hard to get guys to come and play when you've already said we've planned on contending in 2023. Those, some of those guys are in the latter years or their career. Some of them are in their 30s. They want to win now. It's going to be hard to get a Trevor Story to come play shortstop in his in his early 30s knowing he's going to have to have one throwaway year. That's, that's not appealing. And, yeah, we, we'll give you this, that all this money, but – we're not ready yet. And that's not good. That's yeah. not a good pitch. You know, And that, that would be my argument now, but as far as it being too hot down here, no, that's, that's definitely not the case. And yeah, I agree with you. I didn't even think about that. The Mavs had hell. Yeah. They've had hell trying to get guys to go right. play for Dallas. And,
0: well, and it's interesting. Yeah. Cause it's like Texas, obviously, you know, tax free state You got that going for it. I mean, it's like the, the town, like the, the area, the Metroplex is a great area. Um, It like I'm just kind of puzzled. Like it's a head scratcher. It's like, why are we dealing with these these issues? Like we just can't bring in these big names.
2: And it's funny because you guys have hit on what I wanted to cover next, which was the Rangers keep saying they're going to be aggressive in the free agent market. They have a payroll of 28 million right now for next year, and it's going to be even less in 2023 if they don't do anything. So they're primed and ready. But as longtime Rangers fans as all three of us are, we all know that it doesn't ever seem to happen. And we sort of forget they did have a high payroll in 2011, 2012 and 2014, but overall they don't do it. And now they have that new stadium. Do we think it's going to be lack of effort or what you guys talked about, lack of interest, or do we think they're actually going to bring in a couple of big name people?
0: I want to be optimistic, but I, I just can't like, and now is it lack of effort or lack of interest? I have no idea. Like that, that's, that's a puzzling part to me. Yeah. Um, But I can't, uh, if I had to get like, like I said, I want to be optimistic, but it's just hard. I just don't see it happening.
1: I don't, I don't, I see a little bit of it happening, but not as big as what is what we're being told. You know what I mean? I I think we're agreeing. Right. And you might get some big names to come here who are okay, uh, maybe coming home. Uh, And I'm, yeah, I'm talking about Story and and Kershaw, uh, but Story hasn't had a chance to win. So you think he's going to be like, ah, now it's my time to go home and play. No, Uh, maybe that's the case for Kershaw, but he's also got to be healthy. And he wasn't this year. So there's, there's so many things at play there. I don't think story wants to, wants to come here just to play at home. I think he wants to go win. Korea. You think he wants to come here to, to kind of, to muddle around for a year, possibly two if things go bad. You know, there's so many things can happen, and then you look at you mentioned the high payrolls, and and they had what 176 million in 2015. All those guys that that high payroll was committing to your own players that you developed, and then the others you traded for. So those contracts were already in place. And I remember, Prince Fielder's contract was along was involved in that yeah. too. So yeah, uh, the Cole Hamels. You now that contract was already in place. He'd already had a, a huge deal from Philly. Uh, yeah, they trade for Luke Croy. His contract was already, you know, all these guys, and none of them were free agents except for Beltray. And then you were able to keep him because he he loved being here. Now, yeah, it, it's just I don't know. I I just don't see Texas as being. And, and if I were, well, think about it this way: If you're Carlos Correa, do you want to go come play for the Rangers? Just think about it plainly.
2: I'd probably, I'd go for a bigger market that'll probably give me more money and more years,
0: in a place you can win. In a you know, place like you can, can win, win out. Right yeah. Yeah. Right. Right.
2: And that and, could and be Houston, by the way. People seem to leave that out.
1: Yeah. 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 It's it, there, it's it, true. It, to, to a lot of people, it's a foregone conclusion uh, that he that he leaves. However, I mean, I don't know. It, it just kind of depends on how much they're they're wanting to. To pony up. He's definitely gonna test the market. I mean, you 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 only get this opportunity really once in a lifetime and when you're a star player. He's gonna he's gonna test the market. Yeah. And the Astros have and there's shown so, it. go ahead. Yeah. I was just saying there's so many other
0: things that go deep into them, of course people play like your family, you know, family, you like you're like yeah. I want to do what's best for my family. And I was going to throw out something earlier when you mentioned Clayton Kershaw. Does Matthew Stafford having be, be, being traded to the Rams affect Kershaw's decision to whether or not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. No, but it's just funny nah. to
0: think about because it's funny to think about that they're now both in LA. Yep.
1: Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, that is that is pretty funny. But in going back to the Astros and how <laughs> they, they would retain their guys. I mean, they did let George Springer walk, so yeah, yeah. it just depends. I mean, it really does. I, the Astros are kind of the wild card in that, I think.
2: Yep. No, and then we talk about pitching. I know that, uh, Nathan, we, we did one a while back, and I talked about who I thought the Rangers might bring in, someone like a Chris Archer who's coming off an injured season where yeah. he didn't do all that well. He's, he's going to be on the cheap. And then Jeff uh, Wilson also said people like John Gray or Steve Matz or Tyler Anderson are going to be more affordable than the Clayton Kershaws or the Max Scherzers or, you know, the other people. So and that's what I think is they're probably going to wind up with that mid range and then go for maybe a couple of, uh, you know, coming off an injury, but used to be a star kind of people. And, you know, Chris Archer fits that perfectly, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I just don't see Max Scherzer, or Kershaw, like at least joining at the beginning of the year. No. Like that just seems that just seems more like a, a Cliff Lee type scenario, you know, the way he came in. But even that's far fetched. I just I don't see that
2: happening at all. No, because I don't think they'll be contending in 2022.
1: No, no, exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's the thing is is if this was one year later. Maybe you could but you could get these guys interested more interested in coming to Texas. Right now, man, I just if I'm if I'm a free agent right now and I'm getting to choose where I want to go, Texas is the last place I want to go because you're not going to contend right away unless unless they start pulling in big names and you know, hey, I look at this lineup now and you're starting pitching. Yeah. And you, know, you could get a what but what about a Stroman? You know, if you can get a Marcus Stroman to come and head the rotation. Yeah. And then maybe a Chris Archer at number two. And then you have Dunning and uh Taylor Hearn and then whoever to be in the fifth, you know, one of the young pitchers pitching in the fifth, fifth spot, hey, you might have something, but it's just gonna it's man, I think free agency this year is gonna be slow.
0: Okay. I I wish some of these big names
1: would have more of
0: a perspective of I get to be part of something bigger and rebuild. Yeah. This year is going to suck, but I can rebuild it and have my fingerprints all over it. Um, instead of like joining the Miami heat that already won a couple of years <laughs> before that. Um, no, <laughs> they cheated to win no, by the you, way. Right. No, no, but you see, how, exactly. Uh, but no, you see my point though. Like you could, like it just, yeah, it'd be kind of, a, you, could, you could look at it as a throwaway year, but it, you know, to be able to, like I said, uh, help build, that place. And um, like I said, have your fingerprints all over it, knowing you did that. Like, it'd be so worth it in the end if, if it does turn into something. Yeah. But, again, that's a, that's a big if.
2: And that's why I don't see, like, a Kershaw or Scherzer. I think it's someone that the Rangers right. are going to have to give seven or eight years to. You know what I mean? They're going to have to give right, it a long time. Sure. That's someone in their mid to, to maybe slightly upper 20s that says, okay, if you can give me an eight-year deal worth, you know, $150 million, then I can be here from the beginning to when you guys contend. And, you know, several years of contention if it goes the way. And it has to be someone, I think, who probably already has a relationship with Chris Young and trusts him. And someone who, you know, has a belief that Chris Young is doing the right thing. And someone that maybe doesn't feel the same way about John Daniels that we do. But someone that thinks right. that this build can actually work. Because, like we've talked about, John Daniels hasn't been all bad. But even he knew it was time to step back as general manager. And Chris Young has a relationship with a lot of people. That's, I think, the wild card in this as well. If there's someone that, you know, is a little younger, though, that doesn't mind rebuilding and trust Chris Young, I think they could bring a guy like that in as well.
1: Yeah, and that would, I mean, that could be like, you're like, uh, like, Hagee. can I call you Uh, (laughs) like he mentioned that that could be appealing to a guy like Trevor story. Yeah, I can come home and and get a long term contract. And by year three, uh, year two, maybe year three, hey, we're there. But he is in his uh, his early 30s, and that's where Chris Halleck was 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 really uh, leaning away from stories that he's already in his early 30s. Yeah, and and then that's not a guy that you would like to, to 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 invest that much in. But you did with Adrian Beltray, and yeah. I, I can't. Uh, he was I have to look up how, exactly what age he was, but he was no spring chicken either, although he. He got into baseball into the major leagues at such a young age. It yeah. felt like he was a, he was a hundred years old. Yeah, that's thirty. True. So uh but yeah, the, you, you made the investment there to a long term deal and you made the dang investment. This one pisses me off. I'll go ahead and say the word piss. The whole Shin Su Chu deal when he was thirty two oh, and signing him to a seven year deal. Now he was good. Sure. He was he was he was really good at times. But for seven years, I mean, no. <sighs> that's just that's just that's just Asinine. I mean, really, to think that he was going to be effective after year four. I don't,
2: no, I don't mean, you look at Nelson Cruz; he's still producing, and he's forty. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's uh, that thing hit that that stat earlier that uh, came out whenever he hit the home run uh in the playoffs that he had the most home runs. Was he top five and most most postseason home runs? And yeah. I'm like, that that hit me awkwardly. But I, you know what? Good for him. And he Good gave us him.
2: he gave us such a high and then such a low in 2011. And the ALCS with the walk-off Grand Slam. Oh, and then yeah. Game 6 of the World Series that we don't ever talk about. Yeah. Well, I mean, then you look Wait, at Wait, I don't like remember that day. one. No, I don't remember. think it actually happened. He's, we're, But you're not
1: there without him. That's the thing. He was so good in those playoffs.
2: Speaking of that, and I'm being kind of ADD, did you guys read about the play about the, the 2006 or 2011 World Series? Oh, that the high school did? Yeah. Who was that? McKinney? No. Yeah, Evan Grant said it was really, really well done. Oh, uh, that's... I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to watch that. (laughs) No, I don't. There's a reason. Is it a horror?
1: Is it supposed to be scary? I mean, it's
2: coming out in October, so maybe it is. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Nathan, when you and I talked to Eric Nadel, and I'm not name dropping or anything back in the day. um, I would. He said, remember, he said that he goes back and listens to all of his broadcasts and he never went back and listened to that game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't blame him for that either. No, I well, mean, I don't. I don't blame you name dropping Eric Nadell and I don't blame him for never going back and listening. To that you know,
2: then all. when we talked oh, to Tom Verducci, no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it, but those, but
0: it goes both ways. Those guys name drop us. Well, that's true time. as well. That's uh, true. I, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, that's also true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so, uh exactly. we
0: did get a name drop from Jeff on their the,
2: podcast. So. Yes, we did.
0: No, do you? Do you, but okay. Do you remember? Um, uh, speaking, so speaking of Tom Verducci, I remember we were about to, we were supposed to interview him one night when, um, he was on MLB network yeah, and he, uh, like the, the, I think, I think a game went to extra innings or something. And he like, he was like in the, in the studio and we we're supposed to have him like at like nine o'clock or whatever it was. And we we're watching him on MLB network moments before he's supposed to come on. And then they're like, "Tom, uh, can you stay with us?" And he's like, "Sure." I'm like, "Oh no!" Here's
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember that because we were actually watching. Like, no, please, please say you have to go. I have to be on this podcast and say the name of it. Go. <laughs> that's
1: good stuff right there
2: it is fun when you get someone like that though i was nervous for that interview i mean you know oh yeah like i was tonight with you coming on i was pretty nervous (laughs) even though you've talked to me before yeah yeah. even though i talked to you like seven or eight times a week you know still it was kind (laughs) of weird you know still nervous about it but (laughs) (laughs) no but it it, it is serious i think i think the free agent thing is going to be super interesting i think it's going to be uh It'll be interesting to see what happens with it for sure. All right, let's Yeah, oh, go ahead. I, I, CJ. Will,
1: I will say this out to, to reiterate and to, and to piggyback off of how I think it's going to start slow. I'm saying start slow for the big names. They're going to want to see what kind of what the mid-level guys are going to get. And yeah. based off of money, but that may also help the Rangers, too, if they could get a couple of those guys and maybe get one, get a big fish. who's ready to just get the, get a deal done and, and call a place home then you, you might be able to see a chance for the Rangers to get some of the bigger, big, 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 big names like Carlos Correa. But I think, man, this thing could drag past, way past the winter meetings. And it was, it's funny anymore that the winter meetings used to be when that stuff happened. Yeah. 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 It's not the case anymore.
2: So, no, now it's we'll like see. January, mid, late January, early February when all that stuff happens.
1: Yeah. Well, because we'll I think see.
2: the deal is when, when these guys are getting ready for the season, it doesn't matter where they're doing it. They get their work in no matter where they are, because now these guys pretty much take care of their own off season routines. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's not like it used to be that they'd go to the team facility. Now they've got their own trainers that they yeah. work with, you know, that they do all that with. And they don't have to be associated with a certain team to do that so they can wait it out now.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. True. That's very
2: true. All right, let's move on. There was another post on the com today by uh Charles Parker, who's another writer for us on the rangerreport.com. Um he wrote an article called Temporary GM, which I think CJ described well before we came on the air as a what MLB the show type post about uh Charles said if he was the GM and he could spend somebody else's money, this is what he would do and it's a he lot of fun. Certainly
1: it's, had fun with it.
2: It's a fun read. <laughs> he really went crazy with it. I mean, here I'll give the first one, you know. For center field, he's getting Starling Marte from the A's. hmm Yeah. Then Brandon million. Belt, Brandon Belt from the Giants for 15 million for first base.
0: Nakadocha stative, by the way.
2: Yes, he is. That is correct. Yeah. He does mention that in the article too. Speaking yeah. of to that, you know, <laughs> you guys know where my daughter goes to school, but CJ, that's where Nathan graduated from, SFA.
1: Nice. Yeah. Oh, and I liked how he pointed out that Starling Marte has less career strikeouts than Joey Gallo had this season.
2: Yeah, I thought that was a nice. That was a nice touch. I thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> that was very well done. Uh, and then he had Trevor Story for shortstop, JD Martinez for the DH. So he's already spent like you know eighty million dollars, and we haven't even gotten to pitching yet.
1: Playing with house money, <laughs> man.
2: Yep. And then he has Marcus Stroman and Wade Miley coming in for pitching, and Trevor Bauer. So you know <laughs> that's what I'm say. saying.
1: I Would not, I would not touch Trevor Bauer. No, I would treat him like he has the new, I don't know, uh, echo version of COVID, yeah, you know, yeah. the one that hasn't come out yet. I, yeah, you know, I wouldn't touch Trevor Bauer, but like, anyway, but yeah, he had fun with this. But that got,
2: like yeah, it. that got me thinking, like, if you could go get anyone you want, and it, which is kind of what he did, you mm-hmm. know, who would you get? And now he's got me thinking, I might try to, uh, Try to tennis debate back his article and say, well, if I had that kind of money, here's who I would get, you know, that I mean, because just looking at it, it's not something I would have thought of writing. And I'm glad he did it because it's actually really fun to read. It's 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 a lot of fun to see how he tried to put the roster together and how he tried to spend that money.
1: Yeah. And he flat out pretty much ignores that it. He was spending so much money. He ignores that the Rangers even have Joshua.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he did ignore that altogether. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: yeah, this was fun, but you actually look at it and the Rangers have so much money to play with that. Some of these could happen. I mean, like we were talking about before we come on, some of this could happen such as I I could see Marcus Stroman coming over. I could see Wade Miley coming. Oh yeah. Those two would be awesome. Trevor story. We've already talked about first base as I think is they're not doing anything. They're not moving away from, Nate low and or excuse me Nathaniel low Nathaniel Lowe, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was I almost corrected you earlier but I didn't want to interrupt you
1: yeah <laughs> it's it's uh I'm still getting used to that and I it's I, a weird you know, deal yeah yeah his mama says he better better start going by Nathaniel he better do it I guess that's right uh starling Marte I would love that but yeah oh yeah but uh what is, uh, you're you're kind of peeing away the investments that you're making yeah with your younger guys, is one of them, and he hasn't even really had a chance to shine yet. And then you know you look at the younger guys like Bubba Thompson, uh, steel Walker, uh, yep, just a lot, pretty much that entire double A outfield. That yeah. the Rangers had that they could. You're hoping that if two of those guys spring forward like a Bubba Thompson and let's just throw Josh Stowers out there. Yep, bam. There's two of your four outfielders that you want to have, and and what are you going to do? You're going to move them too? Which is that? Yeah, that's a good problem to have, but. Uh, I would love to have Starling Starling Marte if you could pull that off. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, Brandon Belt coming? No. Freddie no. Freeman? No. No. Uh, Trevor Story? Possibly. JD Martinez? No. But Strowman and Miley? Maybe. Maybe.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. And like I said, it was it was a lot of fun. He had a lot of fun with the with the uh, with the post, and he he went in. You know, he went into reasons why he did it, the money and all that, and it was it was pretty fun, pretty good idea. He's a big he's a big numbers guy. He's a He's oh, an insurance. A
1: lot of them in this.
2: He's, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what it is with me and people that write on my site, but he's an insurance salesman. Oh, well.
1: <laughs> yeah, makes sense.
2: So makes you sense. and him. So I guess I need to switch careers to insurance salesman, since yeah. that's what everyone else on my site does. Yeah, I am. Selling Although insurance yep. Nathan's yep. written Chris on Perry. my site. Nathan's written on my site yeah. too, but he's like a professional journalist or something. So
0: whatever. <laughs> Chris Perry, formerly of the uh, Tyler Morning Telegraph, uh, also went into the insurance business. That's so. right, he
2: did, and he comes on the uh, local uh 92.1 fm the team yeah. show all the time with uh bill Coates,
0: and he, and i actually have insurance through him too oh so do you like, really real crystal <laughs> plug, yeah. Well, yeah, so. yeah
2: well you know him too because you've worked with him
0: so. yeah well yeah, we, right like after he left the business he like gave me a call and he's like hey and so I became one of his first uh one of his first customers oh that's so. cool
1: <laughs> i uh, i had a client on the phone the other day and he said at the end of it you know if you were doing this, you'd have a good shot at doing radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I said, funny you say that, sir. I've got a broadcast journalism degree and I used to be a professional journalist and I have my own podcast. And he's yep. like, oh, oh, and
2: okay. you, you, uh, you got invited, but you never did it to go back on the sod poodles and call a game. Yes, with them.
1: I did. I have not, I did not do that, but I, I will hopefully get to yeah. do that next year. Things uh, just wouldn't, weren't, weren't spun up for me to be able uh, to do that this year. But.
2: Nathan, you missed it earlier this year, but we had Victor Rojas on the president of the Rough Riders Uh and we tried to talk him in. we tried to talk him into hiring us and, he told us if we could show him a return on his investment he would hire us.
1: Nice. Yeah, he said you
2: better guarantee me an ROI. Is that's what he said. said. <laughs> yeah, he told us if we could guarantee a return on investment he would hire us. It was we it was got quiet funny. at that point. Yeah, we we, we realized that wasn't going to happen so we moved on. <laughs> he called our bluff and he was totally oh, correct. Yeah. And he said, "Hey, I'm just being on.
1: I mean, it was great. It was great. <laughs> he just awesome. straight up called our bluff and it was like, "Well, that's the end of the podcast, y'all." <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, I think we're done. Uh, thanks. No. no, another one. He was, he was so fun to talk to He He was yeah. like an Eric Nadell and just all of the sports knowledge and all of the history and all of the, you know, and his voice, man, like his plug for us. I really want to put it in front of every episode because yeah. it's so smooth.
1: Yeah. He, yeah, That's he's awesome. smooth. He's smooth. You can tell he's done it for a long time and then he's yeah. done it with some of the best and obviously with Eric Nadell. And man, yeah, he was he's he's a blast. We'll get him on again here pretty quick and talk to him about his first year uh, being the president of the Rough Riders.
2: All right. In honor of having Nathan on the show tonight, uh, there was a, a quote that came out earlier from Pete Rose. And Nathan and I or excuse me. Yeah. Nathan and I on the on the show we used to do had a segment every week called the Drama Queen Award. And it was for we were highlighting stupidity in sports, you know, people that either said something stupid, did something stupid or just made themselves look stupid. And tonight, I thought since Nathan's on the show, we would honor him by having a drama queen award. And I think tonight there, there weren't very many people because I don't think anyone could top this. If you guys follow Chris Halleck on Twitter, mm. he tweeted this earlier. Um, something that Pete Rose said about Joey Gallo. And I quote, this is Pete Rose. How does someone who didn't even play? Every day, strike out 213 times. Ray Charles wouldn't strike out that much. I just can't imagine striking out 213 times without killing myself.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, as I said earlier, I think maybe he's upset because he didn't get that return of investment from his <laughs> betting on Joey Gallo. So
1: then he's, yeah. Uh, he had a lot of money on the Yankees because it wasn't get just Gallo. He shredded them. For he did shred together. the whole team,
2: but that was the, and, the, the biggest quote about saying killing himself, I think is what really triggered people.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's pretty, that's pretty strong whenever we're, we're, we're really focusing as we should be on mental health now. Yeah. Uh, and, and we had one of our own, Drew Robinson, who, yeah. who was dealt yeah. with a lot of mental, mental issues whenever he yes. was at the Rangers and all that kind of stuff and how, how now we're recognizing what kind of a problem that is. And it's real.
0: There's a, I think there's a 30 for 30 short on ESPN plus about oh, really? his story. There is. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's, so, it's, it's an it's amazing story, Yeah, it's, but it's, it's amazing. Totally amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah. That that's, and I'm, I'm, I'm all for not being so PC. If you, if you haven't, oh, you, right. know, you, haven't to, you haven't gotten to listen to me a whole lot. Uh, uh, Heggy, but I've—I really, I'm not a a PC guy. I really could care less if I hurt your feelings. I don't give a damn. But man, Pete Rose went over, over, overboard, and I lost some respect for him. I sure, I, I for sure did because, jeez,
2: yeah. I mean, and I used to. I mean I still think he should be in the Hall of Fame but I just oh, think yeah. that was a really stupid thing to say. Right. Well that yeah yeah, yeah exactly. I mean yeah. and again and, I, I hate the fact like for example what's going on with John Gruden. I hate the fact that well of course his is a little different. Yeah. But you know like when they drag something up yeah. from 30 years ago and someone loses their job over it, you know, who didn't say something stupid when they were 15, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah that that whole thing is is bizarre. I want to know I maybe we already do know. I just hadn't heard but um Who leaked that information in the first place for Gruden?
1: They were investigating Bruce Allen of the Redskins, the GM for the Redskins. Okay, I remember, yeah. And they came across those emails from John Gruden to Bruce Allen back when he was at ESPN. So we're sure it wasn't Urban Meyer. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. uh, oh, I can't top that one. You know, this is a baseball podcast, but I'm going to allow that. That was fantastic. Oh, I'm going to allow that. I, I, man, have y'all, y'all seen "Men at Work," right? The whole movie. With oh yeah, oh yeah. Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Oh yeah. I, I, I think we deserve a golf clap on that.
2: One. I, I would yeah. agree. I think, you, know, <laughs> you know, I like how Nathan didn't dance around that one at all. He went straight to it. So. <laughs> uh, We've got to be done soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're about to wrap it up, but come on, man. That, that was, I mean, that was wonderful.
1: Oh, wow. Oh,
2: man. Talk about alley-oop, slam, dunk, both of you. Wow. And see, this was this was the problem sometimes with the Hague Sports Podcast is we would have an yeah. hour, 20-minute episode, and only like 15 or 20 minutes of it would be about sports, and the rest of it would be <laughs> well, this stuff.
0: Well, we would, all, we would all write, like for the Drama Queen, we would all write out like, like letters, like it would be sometimes we just be yeah. a couple sentences, like like I got text or I got yeah. this email uh, or whatever, and we would read that. And Ben played like you know just played his little soft music behind it to make yep. it sound like, you know. So it was like talking about how hard life was as a professional athlete and stuff. But we had some good we had some good segments with that.
2: We had some good segments with that. And unfortunately, we were on a site that you had to pay to keep up, and so we lost most of those episodes. Yes, I know I still have some of them saved on my computer, but yeah, we had some, we had some good ones, but yeah, the drama queen, we, we, our, our podcast had some good humor and CJ and I do on this one too, man. But you and I sometimes would just, I mean, it helps Nathan and I, CJ have known each other since Nathan was a little kid. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) that helps too. Uh, Yeah. And his brother actually once corrected me on my own age. That's Uh, right. Live, live on the air. I remember you telling me about Yeah, that. he corrected me on my yeah. own age live yeah. on the air.
1: Oh, okay, I can't wow. let you, I'm not going to be able to one-up what y'all did with your humor, but <laughs> um, I will say Chris Hallett, kudos <laughs> to him because he didn't hold back. He straight up called Pete Rose a POS. Yeah, he did, which Woo. is pretty cool. Yep, that was cool. And uh, I don't know if y'all follow the Super 70 Sports. I don't know, Ben, you do. Yeah. On Twitter, Uh he just flat out put a picture of Roger Dorn and said, "Let's put him in the Hall of Fame already. It's time." Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. yeah for sure. Yeah, Roger Dorn. for sure.
0: Yeah, what he what he did as a uh, as a manager had nothing to do with him getting all those hits as a player.
1: Yeah, none. And uh my best friend, I sent that to him, and he said, "Well, he had a career pretty much like Gary Gaetti, except with all the home runs. So why not?"
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I think that will wrap us up tonight, Nathan. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for yeah, joining yeah, us tonight. Absolutely, yeah, was
0: absolutely. I, it was great to be back on.
2: Yeah, we definitely want to have you on again. So, and uh, and we uh, we also have a a podcast on our Patreon site called Extra Innings where stuff like this we we throw in there like when CJ and I go off track and you know like you and I used to and maybe become a train wreck then I go ahead and save that and put <laughs> it on our Patreon as an extra podcast cuz you know I do the beautiful world of editing for this podcast and it always sounds really good and professional but that's not how we sound when we do it live
1: no. <laughs> nope so yeah we're 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 humble enough to make fun of ourselves and I'd let everybody hear it and make fun of us too thanks for listening to the Ranger Report
0: podcast Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.